welcome back to another episode of P.S. We Have Orders, the military spouse podcast where two small town girls pretend to be travel critics. <laughs> I'm Perry. Hi, I'm Shannon. All right, Shannon. Um, how are you doing on this lovely evening? Um, living, breathing, existing. Beautiful. We're at that type of um, vibe today. Mm-hmm. Um, school has been nothing short than fun. The class <laughs> I'm in requires weekly papers. Ew. And they're not like long papers. They're like two to three pages, which if you're if after writing two, like 10 to 15 page, page papers for my bachelor's, it's not that bad now. I'm like, oh, I can do that in like an afternoon, maybe like two hours. But what stings is it requires between two to four scholarly sources oh, yeah. that I have to somehow mesh into my paper that has now made it so I can't really even talk about the topic. I just have to be like, here's my sources, and this is how it connects to the topic. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. So it's just been frustrating, yeah. to say the least. And it's been hard adjusting from a, like, my previous schools that I've gone through were a Monday through Sunday time frame. Mm-hmm. But this one's different. It does a Thursday through Wednesday, and I'm not really vibing with it. It messes <laughs> me up. I'm used to doing all of my, like, bulk stuff on Sundays, and now I really can't because of the time frame when things are due. Oh, yeah. Like, you have to, like, have the message thing so that you can respond to all the other yep. things. Like, yeah. That's my least favorite thing about online school is, like, so the it, discussions like, it just, and the responses. Yeah. It's messing me up, and it's making me mad because they're like, hey, there's a thing. And I'm like, oh, the deadline's in two hours. Cool. I thought I still had another <laughs> two days because... You also have to keep in mind, I am in Japan. Right. With the time frame. Right. So, I'm, so your midnight and their midnight are different things. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, it's it's a hair pulling experience for me. And the work itself isn't bad. Because like, like I yeah. said, I can do a paper all day, every day discussions. I can BS uh, out the butt. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But the time frame is what is killing me. Because I'm like try i feel like it's like that that mathematical meme where she's like pondering and she's like <laughs> and i'm like that is my brain trying to remember deadlines right now and i'm hating every moment of it but other than that it's been great That's how great. are you doing good, <laughs> what's new with you good um oh this weekend i hit a new pr at the gym actually Ooh. i had two new prs at the gym uh the first one is not very exciting uh i can successfully do two double unders in a row which is like jump rope and the rope goes under your feet two times per one hop Um, all right so like six months ago i couldn't actually jump rope so this is very exciting and then my big uh like happy thing is that uh i pr'd on my deadlift by 40 more pounds than my previous pr so that's pretty good so i can deadlift 255 pounds now so how does it feel to go back to the gym It's so good. I ended up doing, uh, like, a class-style gym instead of just trying to go because I was not having the motivation. And so my friends were going, and it was just nice because you have somebody yelling at you and telling you what to do. You have a workout all planned out for you. You know ahead of time what the workout's going to be. So if you're like, you know, oh, my arms are hurting, you're just not going to go on the day that you're doing arms or whatever. So that's been awesome. I've been making really good friends there, too, which is exciting. So... I'm proud of you. I haven't been back to the gym since um, 2020. Yeah. Because I prefer just to do at-home workouts now. 
Yeah, that was the thing. It's like I also hadn't really been to the gym since I was going to the gym in my office because my last two um, places of employment had gyms in the building that were free to the employees. Yeah, uh, until COVID hit and I started working from home. I stopped leaving my house. I just ran out of motivations. Oh, yeah, but that's fine. And honestly, like I'm not losing any weight, but I don't really care because I'm getting super strong. And when I feel strong, I feel good. So I'm feeling good. You know what? That's what matters. That's really what matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Shin, do you want to jump into our NMRs of the week? All right. So the NMR this week is favorite go-to comfort show, which I know Mm -hmm. both of us have some. What's yours? So I'm I'm going back and forth between the two. I think I'm going to have to say New Girl. Yeah? Is my comfort show. Because I've been watching it longer than Shit's Creek, which is like my other comfort show, but I've definitely seen New Girl more often. So it's like more comforting, but either or, either one is good. What about you? Hands down SVU. I feel like that's kind of an easy one for me. I always have SVU on, especially when I'm cooking. I've noticed more recently, I pull up SVU on Hulu and I throw it up while I'm cooking and I'm like, I can listen, but not listen. Right. Kind of, sort of. And it's funny because, like, I am I am behind on the most recent season, so no one dare tell me spoilers. I just caught up literally today, this morning. Because I can, if I'm doing monotonous things at work, I can also yeah. have it on and listen to it and follow along. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was infuriating, this most recent episode. As uh, I, I love SVU, and I just got to put it out there. I love Sunny. Sunny is my favorite. Him and Ice-T are just, like top yeah. of the like cream of the crop for me i love i love i love them both i love how sunny is sunny just loves what's her face oh my goodness uh, uh rollins. Rollins. rollins yeah so much and it makes me so mad because like she just where i am <laughs> in the show is he has she hasn't really given anything back like he hit on her at a bar basically like showing that he wants more than just co-workers yeah. and she basically denied him and then she's like oh I'm, not, I'm tired she gave she gave yeah. the woman ex- like the standard woman excuse of like oh sorry honey I, i'm i'm not feeling it tonight or i don't feel good oh i have a headache yeah and then, and she, then she proceeded else. to shag the bartender i'm pretty sure yeah and he no. saw that the following morning and i'm like it's my heart hurts like, for you Carisi. no i know I, lo- I love him. I love Carisi. I really do. I mean, not as much as our Lord and Savior, Olivia Benson. But, oh, well, you know, no, she's he's she's great. a goddess in my eyes. <laughs> Absolutely. She's a goddess. <laughs> so, the next yes. thing I guess we should roll into is uh-huh. shareables. What's yours this week, Perry? This is like another one that I've I've done that Will got me on, but it's Forged in Fire. Have you watched it? No. What okay. is it? What can you it's stream a, it off of? It's, I think there's a season of it on Netflix. Okay. I think it's on Amazon Prime. And I think it's on something else. Okay, so it's it's easy. It's a little bit easier to find. It's on the History Channel as well. All of them are on the History Channel, but there's a few episodes on uh, Netflix. But, um... So it's like a, it's a game show, kind of, it's a competition show, reality TV, uh, where there's four bladesmiths that are just like amateurs, they could be professionals, some of them are like farriers, and they come in and they're given a task to create a blade, uh, or a weapon of some kind, and they have like a very, like a short time limit, and then they compete, and then whoever, like there's like the top three that go off, and then like the top two face each other or whatever, and it's just like, 
the most beautiful and pure show because it's a bunch of like middle-aged men swinging swords and being so kind and positive to each other like it's genuinely oh, they don't like hit each other that's so weird no i think it's because they have all their masculinity they can like get it out in a non-toxic way so there's like no toxic masculinity like when what? people go home they're like my brother like it was an honor to be against you that was you gave me a run for my money you did amazing work or like if a sword breaks they're like that could have happened to anybody you know oh, I'm, honestly wholesome. i'm glad it broke because you would have won my dude like that was it's just like it's just beautiful and pure and i love it so um that's actually yeah. like super wholesome, and I would not have expected a reality it's TV so show to be wholesome. anything close to wholesome. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's like the opposite of like Ink Master. Like Ink Master, it's like that tattoo is garbage, and you're garbage, and your whole family is garbage, and everyone's ashamed of you, and you shouldn't I even be tattooing. Love Ink Master, I love <laughs> I watching it. I it's one but of those shows so that's mean. a guilty pleasure. They're so mean to each other. They though. are. They're they're horrendous to each other. I will say though, my favorite season had to be when the girls kind of took over. Oh yeah, Kelly and the Ryan. other ones. Ryan. And Kelly's Nikki. my favorite. That's how I know. Yeah, Nikki's. Yeah, favorite. I want to get a tattoo from her up in Salem. It's on my like high high bucket list. Like super oh, yeah. super high, willing to travel for a tattoo moment. Yeah, for sure. But anyways, what's your shareable? So my shareable kind of plays into my NMR. Uh-huh. It is another podcast that I uh-huh. listen to a lot. Um, I'm actually currently catching up. It is That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast. It's done by two comedians. I'm pretty sure, Perry, you told me about this one? I'm sure I did, yes. You probably did. Yeah. And it is really, really funny. They're two comedians. They seem like, I think they've been friends for a really long time, too. Mm-hmm. But they do a rundown of an episode. Then they do the true crime that's associated with the episode. And then they normally interview someone who was on the set that during that time of that episode or possibly someone who works with the show. They've had some really, really amazing interviews. One of them is the, uh, the actor who plays um, Wong, the psychologist. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, I'm getting shivers because his interview was so good. And I really, really hope they have him on multiple times because he was just... He, was re- he seemed like he was very easy to interview and he didn't seem to be like, I don't yeah. know, like stuck up. No, sense. yeah, he was super cool and chill about it, and, like, he was great. Or the, I don't remember the guy's name, because he's not an actor, but the guy that did the writing for it, Yeah, they interviewed him a few times, like, at least twice, and that yeah. was, like, so cool to hear, like, everything that goes into it, because it is such a production, and it's been going on for 20... Plus years. 20 plus years, years at this point. It's been 20 plus years. Yeah. Because they're on, like, season, like, 24, possibly more than that. So if you think about it, they probably do a season a year, if not possibly, if they're lucky, a season and a half, maybe two a year. Yeah. I would so say like probably if, a season a year would so be So it's at least 20 years one. they've been working on the show, if not longer. And yeah. it's just, I don't know. Like I've already said in the NMR, I absolutely love SVU. It's one of those shows that I've been watching as long as I can remember. I get excited when I see reruns on. And the podcast just kind of fuels my love for the show more than necessary. Yes. And it's just one of those things. It I can't say it's a wholesome content because it is literally nope. talking about crimes and true crime stuff. But if you are a true crime lover and an SVU lover, it just, it's a beautiful, beautiful baby from both, if that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it really is. It's a good one for sure. And they're long episodes. So they are. if you feel like you're always running through podcasts really quickly, like that's a really good one to listen to. So, Perry, yes. our topic this week, 
has nothing to do with SVU or even true crime. Nope, not this week. Nope, not this week. <laughs> so, this yeah. week's topic is a place that we both have been to. We did not go at the same time. We went separate times. But it is Spain. España. Yes. So, Perry, what's your take on it? I'm now realizing I've been to Spain more than once. I've been to Spain three times. But specifically, we're talking about Barcelona, right? Yes, because okay. <laughs> I have not been to other places outside of Barcelona because we only went once. And it was within yeah. like three months of us leaving. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It was gotcha. our very, very last trip in Europe before we PCS to Oki. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, yeah, so the, the time I went to Barcelona, which was I think the longest I spent in Spain at one time. I went with my husband and some friends. We just went on vacation. We just wanted to go. And the friends that we went with, this was back in February 2016, they are huge planners and like kind of more type A personalities, which I can be a type A if I have to be. But if I'm with a strong type A, I love just kicking back, letting them plan everything and just going like along for the ride. So that was awesome because they planned like, this is what we're going to see. This is the day we're going to see it. We're going to go here, here, and here. This is how we're going to get there. This is the restaurant I want to eat at for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I'm just like, take me. That's take stronger me. type A than even me. I'm, and I'm a I'm pretty type A person. I feel like I am. I think I'm considered an AB because if there's only Bs in the room, I will over. type A that. But. For the most part, I'm so, I'm like the most laid back type A there is. (laughs) I feel like this could be a little bit of a hot take. So a little bit of side tangent on personalities. I feel like older I've gotten, more laid back I've gotten, if that makes sense. Because you realize like your battles, pick your battles. Yes, it's 100% you pick your battles. And like, there's so many times that like, I'll see something going down and I'll literally just cover my eyes and I'll walk away and go, not my circus, not my monkeys, and just walk away from the situation. Because you know what? Is it worth it? Probably not. And that's why, like, I know I'm a type A for sure. Because it's just who I am. But I find with time, I've kind of backed off where, like, I love to plan. So, like, you telling me that you basically let this other couple just plan it all. I'm like, that sounds gorgeous because that means I wouldn't have to do it. That sounds amazing. Right? Like, that makes it even more of a vacation. Because it's not like you that has to take point on, like, making sure you get everywhere. Uh, What about you? When did you go to, you said it was a Right before you left? Yeah, so it was right before we PCS. We went that, I believe, like, that July time frame. And it's really crazy because the time frame we went to Spain, or to say Barcelona, was when the World Cup was happening. So Spain was already in, like, (laughs) hype, like, was in hype mode. Along, and I'm even, I'm actually really salty about this. Okay. I didn't realize there was a gay pride event happening the weekend we went. And if I knew that, I would have looked into what events were happening, and I probably would have been there the entire time because it's just that just sounds like a way more fun time. But I went there with my husband and his friends. They were actually going to go play a Magic the Gathering, uh, not convention, but like tournament. We'll go to a location for him to go play Magic, and I basically dip out during the day. I'm like, all right, peace out, Cup Scout, bye. He went away to go play Magic for like, I don't know, from like 9 to 2 or 3 p.m., and I just walked. I just went in a direction where I looked up something <laughs> on my phone. Like, one of the things we did when we were in Yokohama, I literally looked up for a Lush store. Mm-hmm. I walked about two hours to go get to it. But do you know what? It was worth it. It was worth <laughs> I it. I got my bath bombs. <laughs> no. I was determined okay. and my feet hurt by the end, but I know I got what I wanted. Okay. But the same enough. thing with Barcelona. And the best part is the hotel that we rented mm-hmm. had a 
roofside um pool. Oh, that's a yeah. nice. It wasn't a very big pool. It was probably like the size of a bedroom, if not maybe smaller, depending on the size of your bedroom. It was really nice because he's like, oh, that means during the day you can just sit up there because we're not very close to the water. So you can sit up there during the day and read your books. And that's literally what I did. I went to a convenience store, bought some pre-mixed drinks, walked back to my hotel, changed my bathing suit, went upstairs, sat with my feet in the water and read my book and drank. And I think it was like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. But you know what? (laughs) It's it's Barcelona to live your best life. It's fine. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Sounds great. So what were some of the things you loved? Okay, I like bullet pointed this because there's so many things I love. There's so many things. Um, there's so many things. Okay, so the first one is the cactus gardens. What? Didn't know they existed. Uh, I have some pictures of them. They're really I'm cool. Mad. I didn't know about it's that either. Just, like just you just walk through and there's just cactuses everywhere, cacti everywhere. It was great. Obviously, the Sagrada de Familia Basilica. That's my best uh, accent right there. I'm going to just read off the, like, Wikipedia description just so everybody knows. The Sagrada Familia is a -a one-of-a-kind temple for its origins, foundation, and purpose. Fruit of the work of genius architect Antoni Gaudi, the project was promoted by the people for the people. Five generations now have watched the temple progress in Barcelona. Today, more than 135 years after the laying of the cornerstone, construction continues on the Basilica. So, Anthony Gaudi, he's another name that's all over Barcelona. He started this basilica, this cathedral uh, church, and it was so cool. Did you go in it? We didn't go in it because at the time there was construction happening. I think the line was, like, (laughs) extremely, extremely long. Like, we would have had to book it the day before. Yeah. And the way our trip lined up, it was kind of like a spoiler of the moment. Like, okay, the last day we're going to hit the big spots because we kind of stayed closer to where we were staying because of the convention. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So we went, we planned we were going to go. I mean, we did have to wait, but conveniently you like book, it was like two hours out and then there was like some shops and stuff in a park. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff right by there. There's a five guys actually right across the street. So, and we actually, we went and we saw Uncharted like a little while ago and there's a spot it ends in Barcelona. Spoiler alert. And they're like sitting on a park bench. I'm like, I have a picture of me at that park bench actually. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, you'll have so to post fun. that on the Instagram. You'll have to do yeah. a side by side if you can find it. Okay, I'll sh- I'll try. So it's awesome. So he's this architect. He started designing it. They've changed hands a whole bunch of times. So when yeah. you're looking at this, there's like a bunch of different influences. Like not one part of mm-hmm. it looks like any other one part of it. So it's like this it's gorgeous piece art work. piece. Yeah, it's so cool. Barcelona um, itself is very gorgeous. It's a lot of absolutely. artsy stuff. So if you're an artsy farty person, it's well worth it. Yeah. Um, we absolutely loved uh, Park Goyel. Gael? Did you go to that one? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so it's uh, like brown brick houses with mosaic roofs, which is super cool. Um, they're known for their mosaic like infrastructure and everything. But they look to me like gingerbread houses because they're brown brick with like the white and then the mosaics are on top. And then that's also next to the Gaudi House Museum, which we did go to, which was kind of small. But that itself was cool. The Park Gael, it's like, it kind of, I don't know, there's like a theme of like lizards and mosaics and stuff. So it's super cool. It's this beautiful park. You can kind of walk through and see like just 
the flowers and the everything. I don't know. It's a park. It's nice. <laughs> Another park was the Parc des Labyrinthes or the Labyrinth Park. Uh, we went during the wrong time of year. Like I said, it was winter. If it was summertime, it would have been way more beautiful, but it was like a hedge maze basically and gardens and you could see where people have weddings and stuff there. So while it wasn't the right time of year, it was super fun. We also went to the Gothic Quarter, which I'm pretty sure is where we ran into the bazaar that was going on that weekend. Um, Nothing super crazy about it. It's just like this old fashion gothic quarter with really beautiful churches and infrastructure <sighs> okay and then we get to the casa balto which was probably my favorite thing which i believe it translates to the house of bones and i'm going to read from casa balto's like website what it's about because it's super cool casa balto is a renowned building located in the center of Barcelona and is one of Antony Gaudi's masterpieces. A remodel of a previously built house, it was redesigned in 1904 by Gaudi and has been refurbished several times after that. Gaudi's assistants, Dominic mm, Sugrenes y Gras, Joseph, mm, that's a name, Canalita and Juan Rubio, also contributed to the renovation project. The local name for the building is Casa del Osas, House of Bones, as it has a visceral, skeletal, organic quality. Like everything Gaudi designed, it is it is only identifiable as modernism or art nuevo, new art, in the broadest sense. The ground floor, in particular, has unusual tracery, irregular oval windows, and flowing sculpted stonework. There are a few straight lines, and much of the facade is decorated with colorful mosaic made of broken ceramic tiles. The roof is arched and was likened to the back of a dragon or dinosaur. A common theory about the building is that the rounded feature to the left of the center, terminating at the top in the cross, represents the Lance of St. George, patron saint of Catalonia, Gaudi's home, which has been plunged into the back of the dragon. It's really pretty. We never went in, but we did see it from the outside. Because I remember we walked past it. We didn't get a chance to book to go in, but it was worth definitely just seeing it. Yeah, it was super, super cool. The outside was gorgeous. Like, it's striking. Like, you're walking down the street and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It's definitely breathtaking when you see it. You're just like, wait, is that? Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Okay, last three things. They're food places that I still think about to this day. The first one <laughs> is Atubola. Uh, p- picture a meatball, but everything is a meatball. So if you okay. get mashed potatoes, it's mashed potatoes is a meatball. You get steak, it's a meatball. You get dessert, it's a meatball. Everything is circles. Uh, so weird, but that's awesome. It's super cool. Like it's literally like the tiniest, skinniest restaurant with like two tables in there. Um, and we were eating our dinner and like the owner came up and they were like, do you like jalapenos? And we were like, uh, yeah, yes, yes, I guess. And they're like, so we're trying to make this, it was like a jalapeno, like lemoncello or something. And they were like, do you want to try this? And we were like, sure. So then we got poured like, like not even shots, but like shooters of jalapeno lemoncello. And it was oh, spicy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, 
I don't know if I would have taken it because first off, another side tangent here. I don't mess with lemon jello anymore because I had I, I've had some experiences. That's probably actually like the only liquor that I won't touch now. Okay, okay. Because of drinking it and getting extremely hungover from it. Gotcha. Okay. So I that's probably really that's my one. Lemon cello. I think the only other time I can think I had it was I was in Austria watching my cousin race and they were like, hey, we're doing lemon cello for dessert. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but let's do it. <laughs> it was spicy. I wouldn't have it again, but it was a good memory. It was an it experience. Was like, yeah. It was like end of the day and they're just like, hey, you seem like weird tourists. Here you go. <laughs> here, try this. You seem excited to be here. <laughs> breakfast. I had a favorite breakfast place. It was called Caravelle. Caravelli. Caravelle, probably. I had this like oatmeal fried pancake with pears and like a pear chutney like on that it. That sounds amazing. I love pears. It was so good. Like I think about it from time to time. Like I've never forgotten about it. Really, really good. And then the last thing, I know I've been going on for like 20 minutes. No, you're okay. Go for it. <laughs> the last thing is, I think it's Choke. C-H-O-K. It's like bougie donuts. When you walk in, there's like a dessert counter when like the salespeople. And then the other side, there's just literally like a wall with like pegs in it, like pegboard with the donuts yeah. on the pegs. And then you can see like they're like these gorgeous decorated donuts and stuff. Ooh, so that sounds amazing. We ate a lot of donuts and that was really cool. So, I love that. That sounds amazing. It, it definitely cool. sounds like... Because we were there for only, like, a long weekend. And, like I said, most of the time was focused on my husband kind of doing his thing. Like, it was supposed to be, like, our very last trip before we PCS. So it was more focused on relaxation opposed to seeing everything. Right. So, right. like, do I have a little bit of regret of not seeing everything? Absolutely. But I also know Barcelona's not going anywhere anytime soon. So I'm just going to take all these great little tips that you just yes. put, put them in my back pocket to return someday <laughs> and see all of the things, if not more. Yes. I I would recommend all of the things I just listed. Were all the above? Seeing. Yes, for sure. There was also like a, uh, I don't think I wrote it down, but there was like a castle or like a military fortress. I think it was at the top of a hill. We walked like 18 miles that day. It was disgusting. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really mean to, but there was like this really cool like old like military castle i don't even know what to call it it was cool though worth it so shannon uh i went on for too long about what i love (laughs) what about you what did you absolutely love about barcelona okay so like i said we weren't there for a long period of time so Mm -hmm. for us we kind of like stuck like not close to the hotel but stuck more closer to the city center Mm -hmm. and for me i would have to say the food and the drink was just like to die for i absolutely loved how everything for us to me in my opinion was fairly cheap because i don't i don't know if you remember but i felt like it was on the cheaper side for travel, um, yeah. I remember I was getting, like, a liter of sangria. Wait, can I? I'm sorry. Can Go I jump it. in? Nope. Absolutely. I jumped in <laughs> So when we got there, times. I was, like, I remembered the last time I was in Spain, I went to Malaga, and I had really good sangria there, right? Yeah. So I was like, I need to get really good sangria. And there was a sangria stand outside of the Sagrada de Familia. And I was like, okay, 
while we're waiting, this is my opportune moment. But because it was like on a like little shop right next to this big tourist attraction, it was like 14 euro for, I mean, it was like a decent a amount of sangria. And like, I had only been talking about sangria for days leading up to the trip and getting there. And since we got there, I was like, I got to find me some sangria. I got to find something. Okay. I have this. I'm like so excited. I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay. And I, I'm going to take a sip. And right at that moment, Will decides he's no longer going to carry the camera anymore. And it's a camera with a neck strap. So from behind me, Will takes our big Nikon camera and drops it around my neck, smashing my glass of sangria. <laughs> it shattered in my hands. Oh my the I feel like that would be a good moment just to cry about. I just, he was like, I'll get you another one. I was like, I don't want another one. I want it now. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Wow. I yeah. feel like that would have easily caused a full ball meltdown for me. Like, I think that would be like tear worthy, like really privileged meltdown. Like really just like toddler induced like moment. Just like, ugh. I was upset. I was definitely upset. Like it was funny. But, like, at the same time, I was like, but my sangria. And, like, I waited a long time in line oh, for yeah. that, too. I bet you did. I bet you yeah. waited forever for it. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I will say, like, we were really lucky because there's a lot of really good restaurants, like, close mm-hmm. to where we were. Oh, that's awesome. And I remember just getting all sorts of food. I remember Sean and I would just look at the menu and be like, what do you want? Okay, you get this and I'm going to get this. And, like, we just would get a bunch of different things and just share it between the two of us. And I remember everywhere we went, I always got sangria. I would get white. I would get red. Um, I remember enjoying the red probably more. But there were several days that I had a lot of sangria. Um, That was definitely one of those trips that I just was like, I'm going to indulge and have a very good time. And I had a very good time. That's great. That's great. One of the other huge points for me, because I know I brought this up in other previous like travel travel talks, is that Mm -hmm. for me, safety is always a really big thing. Mm Mm-hmm. As a five foot two uh, woman, I am very tiny (laughs) and I'm not always aware of my situation, like surroundings. So I'm very aware. Like I try to be really aware, like what is the safety Uh issues in the area? Is it one of those things like I should not travel alone in these situations? I'm going to be by myself. Uh So I do my best to always make sure if I'm traveling by myself, it's a safe area. And I would have to say for me. Barcelona was a very safe experience. I had a really good time. I remember walking from our hotel to like, there was like a mall by us. So I went to a mall. Mm-hmm. I like, I want to go in there because I think I was looking, yet again, looking for Lush because I'm like that. And <laughs> I walked over there and as lush. I was walking over there. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said, you're a Lush for Lush. <laughs> I think that's really funny. <laughs> and... It was funny. As I was walking over there, there was, like, a group of, like, I don't know if they were teenager students or a group of kids, like, older kids just being silly. And they were trying to pull people from, like, from, like, as they're walking by to do, like, guess the song and you would, like, win a thing. Oh, One of yeah. those things. No, it was not a pickpocket situation because, trust me, my purse was in my hand the whole time. Mm-hmm. 
And one of them was like, guess the song. And they played it and it was like a Katy Perry song. So I was going to be like, oh, that's Katy Perry, blah, 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 blah. Or it was a Lady Gaga song. It was a really yeah, big, popular. easy, like you had to guess it though from like the back end or the front end of the song. Mm-hmm. And I caught it and they're like, oh, wow. And they're like, I think they did a couple of them. And I don't know. It was, I just remember I was laughing and having a good time. I didn't feel uncomfortable. Was it weird to be pulled by a group of people to ask what song it is? Yes. But it was kind of those like fun moments. You just kind of roll with it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember at any time feeling, like, unsafe or feeling like I shouldn't be in this area by myself. Mm-hmm. And at one point, um, I hung out with one of my husband's friends because my husband and another one of his friends were still playing. Gotcha. Okay. So me and the other guy just hung out and we got a couple drinks. And I remember at one point we were up in a higher area so we can look down and watch the Pride Parade go by. Okay. And I remember looking at them like... I'm so mad. I wish I knew about this because I'd totally be down in the crowd having, like, such a good time. time. But I'm like, we didn't hear about it till like, it was happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm so disappointed. That would make sense why hotels were much higher than they normally are. Because yeah. it was, like, three different things happening at the same time while we were there. Overall, I do wish that we planned more. Because it was kind of like a spontaneous, my husband's going to go do his thing. I'm going to go do my thing. And at times I definitely wish, like, we planned or had, like, at least another day to do other big things. Because, mm-hmm. like, our last day was the day that we went and see what we could. And a lot of it is we didn't have time to stand in line for two to three hours to get into walk around a building for five minutes. Right, yeah. So no, it's kind of like, sure. it's kind of like the one thing. Um, Our hotel, like I mentioned, had a, had a pull-up top. It was very nice. I think we had breakfast included, if I remember correctly, and it was delicious. Nice. Like, nice. it's been several years since we've gone. Would I go back? Absolutely. So when it comes to things that I didn't enjoy about Barcelona, honestly, um, my list is pretty short. I'm just going to go through it really quick, Perry. Okay, sounds good. Um, it was probably crowds. And yeah. both me and my husband are not really big for crowds. We're not, we try to tend to stay away from them, especially like obviously like how the world has been in the last couple of years. I super <laughs> avoid crowds. We, that was probably my only gripe is that because of, Several major things happening in the city the same weekend. Certain areas would get overly right. crowded. That's more like a timing thing, not so much the yeah, same thing, I feel which like. we did not yeah. know because we did not know until we got there. And we're like, well, this yeah. is a choice. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Perry? That had been something you didn't like. Um, There's, yeah, I guess two things. The one is um, Park Gael, Guiel, that I mentioned. Uh, there are so many vendors that would, like, stop you and try to get you and stuff. So Ugh, that like I Paris. didn't love. Yeah, it's like Paris. It's not necessarily even Barcelona-specific. I guess that's just tourism-specific. Um, so I didn't appreciate that. Um, oh, tapas? Actually, yes? I have a really fun thing to actually talk about vendors. Okay. So I wasn't sure if I was going to share the story. Okay. So... When we were there, one of the last nights we were there, the guys were watching the World Cup, one of the one of the things that were happening. Mm-hmm. I drank quite a bit of sangria because, you know, when in Barcelona, do so. Yeah. And when we were done, we were walking around and I decided to pick on this one vendor because I'm a monster. <laughs> I know Perry's probably heard the story. I don't know. And I, I heard about I, the, the one from Paris, but now I'm, that's all I can think of. So okay, so I went up to this vendor. I wanted one of the, like the really really thin blankets you can use for the beach, mm-hmm. and I had like a really cute design that I wanted. I don't know. I, I just decided to be annoying, and I was like, okay, I want this blanket or whatever. And he's like, oh, it's blah blah blah. And I looked at him like, no, I'm not paying that price because he tried to he tried to like mark it up. Because first off, I was American. I was intoxicated. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I proceeded to argue with him over the price. Eventually knocked him down, I think, to like 15 or 20 euro. And my husband, I'm pretty sure, was mortified because I was just uh-huh. badgering this poor man. Because I was like, no, I'm not paying that price. I'm going to go to your buddy down the road. No, he did not make any inappropriate comments like the last That's vendor that I argued with did. <laughs> but it was not one of my shining achievements. But like I've said in the past, always, always barter with the vendors because you know they buy them at wholesale price for like pennies. Right. If not like dollars. So it's always kind of fun to pick fights with them. I don't want to say pick fights because that's not the proper term. It's probably just to barter. barter. Sometimes. Well, not barter, but bargain. Bargain them down. Yeah, bargain. Yeah. Bargain with them and choose to make choices that way. But I still have that blanket. Nice. And it's probably my go-to picnic slash beach blanket because it's mm-hmm. thin, but it's nice. And I still have it. But sorry, Pear. I didn't mean to jump in on that, but I, <laughs> ha- I was like, I was like, that's a good story not to share. I threw in my sangria story, so you can throw in your vendor story for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, okay, the other thing I feel like is like the tapas were very small and expensive and maybe it was just the restaurant we went to but we spent like eighty dollars and we left hungry so i didn't love the tapas but again the tapas because then you can like get like 10 different things and just get bites of it instead of a whole massive dish and then you're mad if you didn't like it i feel like i maybe just we weren't in the right place for tapas maybe i don't know and then the other thing was completely our fault is we walked a lot and we kind of burnt ourselves out on walking. So we should have figured out the public transport transportation system sooner. Not the fault of Barcelona. Just my experience. That wasn't super great. We did use cabs a few times because we wanted to go from like one end of the city to the other. So we had to use cabs. Yeah. But I do remember thinking let's only use cabs when, when necessary because they are expensive in cities like yeah. that. Yeah. But then I remember, like, when I went to Rome, the public transportation was super easy. So that's what we just did. We just, like, hopped on and off. Same, like, when we went to Tokyo. Like, it was super easy. So I feel like Barcelona, it would have been really easy if we had, like, taken the time to figure it out. And I wish we had done that. So. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of regrets, what what things do you wish that you saw slash would you go back to go see? Well, like I've already stated, hands down, I'd gladly go back to Spain. I loved it. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. It was a very fun city. There is definitely, like, little random pop-ups of, like, just beautiful gardens and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I wish I saw more of the city, like I've already said, or I wish that we had more of a plan the last day when we went to go see things, or if not booked ahead. I will have to say, when Perry and I went to Tokyo, Perry and I literally sat down and planned exactly what we were going to do, what exactly we were going to see, uh-huh. including using a bus tour. So uh-huh. I think now that I'm older and understand the usefulness of bus tours and pre-planning things i want to go back and i want to hit the city hard and see all of the things and not just drink all the sangria and eat (laughs) but it sounds like maybe you needed that at the time oh i it was i think i was in the process i just finished my associates not even like six months prior and i was just getting into my bachelor so i was overwhelmed and angry at the world i think it was one of those moments it sounds like barcelona was for you what you needed it to be oh it was it was a fun vacation and i think at that point you already left so i was really 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 depressed that you weren't there (laughs) what about you i think if, if I could go back, which I would in a heartbeat just because I loved it so much. Um, I would honestly revisit a lot of places I've already been, which is rare yeah. for me to say. But I would visit Casa Balto and I'd, I'd revisit the Sagrada de Familia Basilica for sure. I do wish I tried more restaurants with tapas because I feel like I said, like, I did it wrong. 
and also go back with more money so I could afford to get it wrong a few more times. <laughs> like not on a senior airman salary alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, not we like definitely were, were only. <laughs> we were definitely budgeting and trying to make sure we were within a budget. And absolutely, it's definitely kind of crazy, like traveling on a lower income. Yeah. Opposed to over years of wisdom of learning how to use your money better. So it isn't even necessarily like you have a lower income. You just are, I don't want to say frugal, but you're a little bit wiser about your choices most of the yeah. time. Not all the time, most of the time. Or also just, you know, you work full-time now and I work full-time now and I would spend my money on cabs and public transportation and nicer things. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want my feet sore sure. by the end of the day. That's horrible. Yeah, I'm too old for that now. I mean, this was like six years ago. <laughs> I would rather wear cuter shoes than having to wear uglier shoes and have. To I think also part of them. growing up is realizing to be wearing uglier shoes. Though. <laughs> yeah, that's when you take the bite and you're like, "No, nah, I'm gonna wear. I'm actually gonna wear my sneakers while we walk." Yeah. yeah. Opposed to wearing uh, cute flip flops that have no support. <laughs> right. That's my problem. I think the only other thing is I saw a flamenco concert when I was in Malaga, and I wish I had seen one when I was in Barcelona because, from what I understand, they're very regional. And they kind of tell a different story. So I felt like it would have been a really good, like, other experience to have. So um, that's just something that I wish I had done. Bucket list. I'll just add it right now. Add it to the bucket list. Yeah. So, okay, since we rated Ireland and we rated France, what would you rate Barcelona slash Spain? Okay, so if we're on a 1 to 10 scale, I think that's what we did before. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say, like, an 8 out of 10. Okay, okay. Because I enjoyed the city. I definitely was not there long enough to see all of the touristy things that I wish I saw. So I'm leaving it for room for growth. What about you? I don't know. I feel like I feel like I give it a 9 because I did see a lot more of the things. So I think I felt like I got really, like, a good experience. So maybe, like, a 9.5 even. I don't know if I give wow, it a full that's a, 10. Wow, that's a very high rating. Yeah, I give it a high nine. Yeah. Would you say, out of all the places you've traveled, Barcelona is one of the top five or three? Top three. I think it's probably my yeah. third. Yeah. Yeah? Yep. So all I would right. say Iceland, Austria, Barcelona. I would definitely put it in my top five. Okay. Um, I'd probably still put Croatia higher, though. I And I feel like if I went to Croatia, I probably would that, do that, too, but I was not able to make it, so... I. We'll have to we'll have to do an episode on it or something just because okay. it's a gorgeous country and I had such a good time and yeah. as someone who was living on a budget, Croatia was perfect. Right. Because <laughs> their was... economy is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I was just gonna say at the time we went it was seven kuna to one euro. Mm-hmm. So we ate like kings. Yes. Yes. Uh also so. not gay friendly though what we found out when one of our oh. friends nearly died there oh yeah that's no yeah we don't like that no we don't love that but we maybe that's that, not no. a good representation of the whole country maybe that was just some homophobic jerks i, don't know. I mean there's i i will have to say something that makes me very angry is even though i don't understand how we're still dealing with this in the state age i don't understand the homophobia why does it matter like leave know. them alone they're living their life just like how you're living your straight life like leave them alone right they don't tell you how to live yeah they don't tell you that your wife is ridiculous. 
or your husband's stupid. <laughs> I mean, unless your husband's stupid, then I might say that you're. I mean, unless you're good friends with them and they're just like. You married but, a caveman. <laughs> anyways, we went off topic. Let's end it here. All right. Uh, all right. Yes. So thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope we sparked your wanderlust a little bit. And when it's safe to do so, you guys can get out and enjoy the time. Let us know if there's any cities you absolutely love that you want to talk about even. We'll listen. Yeah. And we will talk to you all in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to PS We Have Orders. If you want to reach out to us, please send us a DM on Instagram at PS We Have Orders Podcast. Or you can always shoot us an email at PS We Have Orders Podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you can leave us a review wherever you listen, we'd really appreciate it. Until next time, guys.